Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the Conscience Podcast. This is episode number one with your host Ahmed Musattat and today's guest is Ryan. Can you introduce yourself please? Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So yes, my name is Ryan Khan. Uh, I am a second year uh, CDEP student at Dawson College in downtown Montreal. And I am the vice president of the Muslim Student Association at Dawson. Oh, it was a very nice, uh, a very nice introduction, uh, Ryan. So, how can you describe your CJP experience until now at Dawson? I- I'm going to be joining you next yeah. semester, inshallah. Let's inshallah. So basically, you're, okay. So you're going to be joining me. So you're finishing basically your secondary five. And you're going to be joining me soon. So I have to tell you that Dawson, it's. A really great place. Alhamdulillah. I I really, really love Dawson for a few... I mean, a lot of people, they say certain things about Dawson and, you know, oh, it's really big. Oh, there's so many people. Uh, oh, I don't like the teachers, whatever. You'll always hear people talking about those kind of things. But I really love Dawson um, because of the Muslim community that we have. So we have actually a really great Muslim community and like a really big community as well uh, on like correct, you know, no weird stuff. You know, we have really great brothers and sisters and everything everybody's really friendly with each other and very inviting and also not only like not only talking about the islamic kind of aspect of dawson but also we have lots of extracurricular activities to do so like i got i was very happy when i came to dawson genuinely wallahi i was so happy i came and i saw so many activities that we could do like we have a robotics team we have activities you can do with nasa and we have uh, seriously, and we have activities that you can do with like uh, doctors and uh, neuro neuroscientists, etc. In general, Dawson is just a really great place, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. I'm sure anybody else who really joins, you know, this great team of you know Dawson students, they're going to enjoy it as well. And I'm talking really specifically from the science program perspective, but in general, Dawson is really a great place. So, does it really deserve the position of the top CJP in Quebec, in your opinion? It really well. I, I don't know. Is it really the top CDEP? For, for enriched science, for people wanting to go to medicine, it's Dawson and Maranapolis. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that, that is true. Yeah, it, yeah. for because I am I forgot to mention maybe, but I'm in the enriched science program uh, at Dawson. And so basically we have one among the best students in the province, actually. Um, if there are students getting to medicine, a lot of times they're from our groups in enriched. So yeah, we really are at the top. And Dawson really does deserve that place. Especially for the science program, I must say. So, yeah. Well, we all know that CEGEP is going to be uh, quite a different institution from high school. For example, it's much bigger. You have a yeah. lot more liberty. And with that liberty, you have a lot more responsibilities as well. Definitely. Um, how can you describe the well the transition from high school and CEGEP in the positive aspects and the negative aspects, of course? You know, I'm really glad you asked me this because actually not too long ago, I actually did a presentation for some of my old classmates about this exact question. So I'm very happy you asked me this. Um, so some of the some of the things, let's say, let's say some of the hardships, let's say that some students in general, they go through when they were going from high school to CJEP, especially to a, like a huge institution like Dawson, is that uh, you won't get the necessary, sometimes, sometimes you might feel like you're not getting the attention you are getting uh, from the you won't be getting the attention from professors that you might have been used to in high school because in high school you don't have that many professors and whatnot but in CDEP you have like lots and lots and lots of professors that they, they won't necessarily remember you unless you show implication in your classes and whatnot so that's like that's like one thing that kind of changes teachers won't necessarily remember you unless you're really great of a student or unless you're very like 
special in some sort of way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But in general, I mean, if you just work very hard and you ask a lot of like great questions in class and you're, you're showing that you're very interested, teachers will especially, you know, int- you know um, what's the word I'm looking for? Appreciate you. That's just one thing, I guess. Another thing is actually that I found a different between CJEP and high school is that these schedules are very different. And so I don't know how it was for you um, in your experiences pre-CJEP, like up until now. But in our uh, schedules in high school, for example, we had very strict schedules where we had a specific time for, you know, lunch or, you know, specific breaks, 15-minute breaks and whatnot. In CDEP, it's very different because you can have a one-hour break or you can have a four-hour break between classes or you can have no classes at all in a day. Well, that's more rare usually. And um, the schedules are just very, very different. You're, you have to be, as you said earlier, you know, you're becoming an adult as you're coming to CDEP. And you have to be a lot more responsible with your time. And that kind of difference in the schedule makes it a little hard because your schedule is like very different every single day. That can happen. Yeah, it's That's customizable in a certain way because you... In, mo- in some most CDEPs. Yeah. In most CDEPs, it is customizable. Okay. In some CDEPs, like for example, CDEP André Rondeau, where I'm kind of from, uh, it's not customizable. But in Dawson, alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. it's customizable. Alhamdulillah. And alhamdulillah, you can choose your teachers. But yeah, that's pretty uh, much it. Except if you're enriched. Yeah. Oh, enriched? No, no. Concentrated. Can... No, 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 no. You actually can choose your, your, your classes, except you can't like cho- change orders of your classes. Okay. So like, for example, if I was in regular science, I could choose general chemistry, mechanics, and calculus for my first semester. Or I could take some other classes if I really wanted to. Maybe. I'm not sure. But in like, uh, if you're in, in enriched, you have to take the specific classes for your semester. Like, I can't take linear algebra in my third if I'm supposed to take it in my fourth if you're in enriched you can't switch it like that mm-hmm. that's like the kind of down one of like I would say maybe the only downside of enriched because uh, enriched is really great but I can talk more about that later but anyway that's pretty much it so let's get to well the dangers really of CJEP yeah when talking about uh, from the Islamic point of view yeah from the Islamic point of view uh, we all know that with the more liberty that you have in CJEP there is greater uh, chances of doing well let, let's say not very good things no not very halal things yeah, yeah not very halal things sure, exactly. yeah. so what are the dangers in your opinion for especially for let's say people of our age because you you know you're in a quite an interesting period of time uh, yeah it is really yeah so okay so this is a really great point that you bring up so as muslims you know we put ourselves to such a high expectation for certain things you know we don't we don't we don't we don't indulge in let's say you know intoxicants we don't do these kind we don't we don't like do extreme free mixing and all these kind of things whilst other college students here are doing that a lot and so this is basically where the the fitna of college kind of comes in because you have so many influences coming in but like these kinds of things you know you're not supposed to do them but it's just everywhere as a muslim you're not supposed to do these things but it's it's everywhere in your environment so what i kind of have it, you know what actually i'll mention this as well um the fitna in college, it's 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 going to happen anywhere around the world. Wherever you are in a college institution, you'll often hear about students going to college and going out to college parties and whatever. I'm sure you've heard of that. Yeah, of course. You know, the American stereotype of going to college and going, yeah. to, going to college parties, the so fraternities and whatnot. Yeah, that's a really big stereotype, I guess, that you could say <laughs> about colleges. But CJEP, um, because of the fact that we have some CJEPs in Montreal that are just like really, really huge institutions such as Dawson College or Vanier College or Maison Never, whatever, uh, these CDEPs are really big and there's a lot of people and therefore there's more fitna actually. And so because of the fact that it's like just there's so much more fitna that you would have maybe seen in high than you would have maybe seen in high school, it becomes a lot harder to deal with it. And I essentially brought today with 
you know, for this conversation of ours, I brought five really great tips that we can, uh, that I can share with, you know, the, our audience today uh, to really help with the fitna. So I, I would be glad to share it with you today. And actually, that's what I'm going to do right now. So basically, the, the number one thing I would say to, to, to avoid the big dangers of fitna is to understand, in college at least, is to understand that you have to have the correct social group. So I'm sure that in high school, you had your bad people and you had the people like doing like really bad things, not paying attention in class, doing intoxicants at such young ages and whatever. And then you had the people who were like, oh, they study well. Oh, they, some of, you know, like if you're looking for Muslim friends, oh, they're Muslim, oh, they're practicing and whatnot. I'll go with them instead. So it was, it was like, you know, you, you always kind of want to do that in wherever you are. But in high school, uh, sorry, in, in CDEP, it becomes a little harder because there's just so many people, so many more people. And it's harder to find them sometimes. So what I say is you need to look really hard for them. And Alhamdulillah, Dawson becomes really easy because we actually have a Muslim Student Association at Dawson. So, yeah. so Alhamdulillah, we have that. So you can, you can, okay, I'll talk about that in a second. But essentially, um, the, the, the big thing you need to do is you need to find the correct social group in your college. You need to involve yourself with the MSA of your college. The Muslim Student Association. That would be a really. That's a really great thing. You know, inshallah, I hope there is like Muslim student associations in most colleges. I don't know really. Some in, colleges there aren't. I think right. In, in all English colleges, I believe that Dawson Vanier, Dawson Vanier, Marinopolis, Champlain as well. Champlain as well. Uh, in French, uh, however, it's much. It's a lot less. It's a lot less. They are usually more strict. Uh, in what concerns committees and prayers, uh, prayer rooms and such. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it is true that we need to implicate ourselves with the MSA. And talking, speaking of large numbers, Sejep, Dawson is the biggest Sejep. Oh, yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot to mention that. Dawson, I think it is the largest. I'm going to say this. I'm, I, you know, somebody has to confirm me on this, but I'm pretty sure Dawson is like the largest Sejep well, institution. It, it, it is. is. The yeah. number of students, it is. Definitely. I remember when I came from high school, we had like, I want to say maximum 800 students from my Excuse me, for my high school and at Dawson, we're like, I don't even want to give a number. I have no idea. I believe it's around 16 to 14,000. Wow, really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, but day and evening students. Somebody has to check that out. I really don't know. But uh, anyway, we are a huge institution, the hugest. And yeah, it's, it's true. Dawson really is like super big and like so many floors as well. It's just really, sometimes it's a little hard to like not get lost, but you'll get, you I get did used get to it. get lost today for an hour and a half and trying yeah. to. When the oh you got lost today oh yeah the oh the oh, the, the prayer room yeah uh, and the, just to go to the garden for example I had to take a few doors before actually going to Google Maps I'm trying to okay find. I see when you have to go to use Google Maps to find your way into Sejep I believe that it's uh, <laughs> it's a bit uh, confusing as a as a <laughs> well uh, a building okay I, guess. I see well I must say yeah I remember I got like I got quite lost actually you know before I even qu- continue on to my next points just quickly. Like a small anecdote, I remember on our first day when me and my friends, we got to Dawson and like we just like we were supposed to wait somewhere for somebody to come get us for like to, to give us a tour. But we ended up like seeing another line of students just waiting and they were like going somewhere. We had no idea what was going on. It was we had no idea, absolutely had no idea what was going on. And we just like we were like, OK, let's just wait with them, I guess. Let's wait with these students who are in line over here on this side. And it turns out, turns out that we actually missed our person who was supposed to give us a tour because we accidentally went with like the wrong people. So... And then we went like super far somewhere else because Dawson is just such a huge place. So look, when you're like entering, it's your you're you're not even a fully a Dawson student yet, and you you got lost, so that's completely fine. You're still you still might get a little lost sometimes, but you're gonna get used to it for sure. I mean, inshallah, inshallah. I mean, Dawson Dawson is just huge, but you know it has its benefits. 
do that as well. But anyway, so anyway, going back to what I was saying uh, about, you know, having the correct social group, you want to find the people who are really correct, you know, in their, you know, in their practice. They're not like doing a, you know, they're not, you know, being hypocritical in their beliefs, I guess, let's say, for example, or they're not like being really rude, these kind of things, you know, they have the correct Islamic uh, etiquette for example values yeah yeah value that's that's what i was looking for so you want to really find those kind of people to hang around in college and it might be a little hard to find sometimes <laughs> depending on your college because obviously not everybody watching this is from dawson but um you know it, no matter what just first go find the msa of your college right go find the msa of your college and if there isn't one find the muslim friends you can find them online i'm sure you can find something online but try to stick to them whenever wherever you go you're gonna find the muslim students necessarily and then you can just organize once you organize the prayers together it should be easy enough to uh to create to create a committee which is kind of what you did in your high school right yeah alhamdulillah yeah alhamdulillah so yeah that's 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 basically you know that's another great thing. You can you can also find if you don't have a like an, a Muslim student association in your college, which Dawson didn't always have, by the way. Uh, you can find the students, the right students to like open like who are really bent like uh, who have that energy to do that, mm-hmm. and who are really willing to do that. And then you could open that as well by yourself. Anyway, so all in all, that being said, find the correct social group, uh, you know, to to hang around in college with because they can especially detect de- 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 like this de- that can also decide your future as well. Because it is often in college that you find the people who you're going to hang out with for the rest of maybe your, your work, career, or something. So you really need to find the right people in college. Uh, number two, actually, I would say it's to involve yourself in the right activities. So you need to find the right people, and you also need to find the right activities. Again, the MSA is like the perfect, perfect place to do that. The reason as to why that is is because basically, the you know, assuming that you're, I mean, us at, alhamdulillah, us at Dawson College, we have uh, a Muslim Student Association, which is basically um, people the people who are in authority in, in, our, in our MSA. You know, we have the correct, uh, or at least, you know, we claim to have, like, the correct kind of, like, you know, aqidah, let's say, whatever and whatnot. And we prevent, like, a lot of free mixing and whatnot. And a lot of MSAs, they don't do that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But we do that. And so that's why we encourage a lot of the Muslims who are maybe not even part of the MSA, we encourage them to come to our activities because we're following the proper etiquettes. And that's actually a really important thing to avoid fitna. Because if you're going to doing, if you're going to do these activities uh, that let's say are involved with the MSA and they're free, they're not free mix and whatnot, these kind of activities are really great for avoid, avoiding fitna because uh, you're like getting distracted from other things. So for example, you could decide to go to a game night with the brothers from an MSA, for example, like the Muslim brothers, let's say, or you could go to a party downtown in like somebody's like a kind of like a fraternity party, let's say, for yeah. example, you could decide between doing one of those. Or going to like one of these like parties that like they throw a lot in Montreal, you know, do what's right, you know. So go to the right activities. Now the thing is that um, first, maybe you don't have an MSA in your school. Second, maybe your MSA doesn't hold activities. So what else can you do for the right activities? Okay, so basically you can involve yourself in beneficial activities such as uh, let's say you're a science student, and I'm gonna I'm 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 principally gonna talk from the science student perspective since I am a science student. Uh, there are so many beneficial activities that we have from the science program, such as you know we have we have neuroscience projects. We have we have ca- pro- like for example, some of our friends they did a project not too long ago on like a on different types of cancers and whatnot. And like you can do so, you can do like robotics. You can join the robotics team. You can join the I don't know. There's just so many teams you can join that are really beneficial and like they can really help you with your career as well. 
these kind of things, you also want to do them. Even if they're not like entirely Islamic, they are better than going to doing bad activities, which is one of the points I'm going to mention later on, actually. So involve yourself in the right activities. Make sure you don't go into like the wrong kind of things with the wrong people, which is kind of going back to my first point as well. And even if you're not, for example, in a well, a large CGF like Dawson, mm-hmm. uh, for example, I know that most of my friends in Saint Laurent, for example, are going to Bois de Boulogne. You know Bois de Boulogne? Uh, I do, yeah. One of the weirdest uh, I, of course, French yeah. public schools. Yeah, sure, sure. All of the CGFs have clubs. It's a known fact at this point. What you can do is you can try, I guess, to try to discover a bit what clubs do they offer, what extracurriculars we offer in the CGF, yeah. and try to get yourself interested. That's how I found the MSA. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually great. Yeah, your story is great how you found the MSA. Uh, actually, you know what? This is ac- because a lot of students, what they actually do, um, kind of going away from the point that I was making about fitness, no, I'm just going to make this very quick point. A lot of students, they actually don't involve, yourself, involve themselves in any kind of activities, whether they're good or bad. That in and of itself is not really good as well. Because, for example, I know people who did who wanted to do absolutely nothing in CJP other than to study 24-7. And that is not, it, it, this is like an inevitable path down to the doom of burnout which is like the like if i had like some sort of ominous sound effect i would play it right now because burnout is such like a bad thing you have no idea i'm going to talk about that maybe later on because i experienced it myself a lot but burnout is like something that that is really really bad for your career in cjep and whatnot later on as well and that can happen if you don't do any activities in cjep So whether it's like MSA activities or whether it's science activities or whatever kind of activity it is, as long as it's beneficial, do it and make sure you're interested in it as well. I mean, don't do it just for the CV, right? Don't do it just so that people can say, oh, he was the president of this club and whatever, whatever. And it's three at this point, right? Sorry? It's three yeah, Yeah, it is just showing off at that point. So don't do that, but make sure you do activities that you really like because you're also going to get burned out just by doing constant, constant working and nothing else. So that's definitely, you know, another point. Yeah, so that was the second point, basically, I wanted to make about avoiding fitna. It's like to do to put yourself in activities to avoid to, you know, not get distracted by other things. Another thing, actually, is now I'm going to really dive into the problem of premixing. So, excuse me. So basically, uh, in high school, whatever academic institution you are in, like, let's say, North America, there is, like, obviously, premixing and whatever it is. It is what it is. You, we have to live with it. It is, it is just like that. The thing is that, um, when you come to such a big institution like Dawson, and this is, I'm, I'm going back to the point of like Dawson being such a huge institution, but there is like, there's so many people and so much opportunity to free mix. It's like, it becomes almost inevitable sometimes. And like, I'm going to give an anecdote. Like, for example, I remember once I had a lab partner who was, you know, of the opposite gender and I had to free mix a lot and like with other people and whatnot. And like, eventually like this, this, this lab partner of mine tried to like get closer and closer to me. But then eventually I, I just had to say, no, I'm sorry. We have to keep our relationship really professional because I'm a Muslim and this is very important to me. And this is not like a uncommon thing that you have to do. Oftentimes people will try to like free mix with you. And especially since like, like for example, at Dawson, cause it's such a huge <coughs> place. So people, you know, that, that, that will happen. Another thing actually is that because of the fact that Dawson is so large, I know I keep saying this, but because of the fact that Dawson is so large, uh, it's like you will have almost no choice to do that. Even if you participate in like activities that are really beneficial, most of the time you're going to have to do that. And what I have to say to the people who are thinking about doing some sort of like, you know, activities like where you have to free mix, keep it professional. Don't, you know, keep it professional. Don't like indulge yourself into weird, th- like, you know, like 
don't, don't go and try, you know, like the stereotypical guy who like just tries to get every single the womanizer. Woman, the womanizer. <laughs> yes, that's the perfect word I was looking for. You know, that guy who's like the woman just uh, tries to act like a womanizer, just tries to get every single and all this and that. And it's a very like toxic kind of behavior. Avoid this kind of thing, you know, be very professional. And this is how you gain respect as well. Yeah, true. It's like you get, and this is, I'm going to get to that point actually in a second, but having the correct etiquette, like the Muslim etiquette is super important. And one of those, one of the parts of that kind of etiquette of being a Muslim is to be very professional with the opposite gender. True. And it is a sign of masculinity in a certain way. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I can relate to you in a certain sense because even, uh, for example, in my school, uh, I did all throughout the year, my lab partner was female. Okay. Well, when I'm trying to gain the best academic position, for example, I'm not going to choose my friends even though they're male. I'm going to try to get what would lead me to the best academic result, okay, right? sure. So if, for example, I see that my chemistry with a certain, well, lab partner is really great and she's a female, if you keep it professional, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, no, for sure. But just keep it professional. Don't get too close. Don't start joking around. Uh, no oh, we can come way. over to my house to study if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, want no, study, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. Don't do that, obviously. That's yeah. Haram riz. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, of course, haram riz. That's funny. Yeah, so obviously, I think you, I think you understood fully what I'm trying to say. That's great. Uh, anyway, that's basically it. You know, that's the problem with free mixing. That it should be super avoided because if you don't, you're gonna fall into this huge, big snowball of just it's like this big issue of like, oh, you can't start free mixing and like if you try to start free mixing, it just like leaves you empty inside because you're so used to doing it. So from the beginning, do not do it. Stay steadfast in your belief and just don't you know stay stay correct in what you're doing. Don't free mix. That's basically what I'm saying. And if you do well, if you have to keep it really professional. That's basically the kind of advice I have to say for college. So that was my third. I really, yeah, that was my third point basically. Um, number four, number four of my of these five essential tips that I have to say for you, for for our, you and our audience is that, um, as I mentioned before, you sh you as a Muslim student need to understand what is the proper character that you need to have as a Muslim. So basically, as Muslims, we have very specific things that we do. We are very we you know we're polite polite with people. You know, we don't remix that much. If we do, we keep it professional. Uh, you know, all these kind of things. The reason as to why we do all of these, all of these things, in, in, like in, from the beginning, is because we want to be the best Muslim ambassadors that we can for our deen, you know, to, uh, to the others, right? So that's why we kind of do all of this. And also because, you know, it's for the sake of Allah. But see, the thing is that doing that is actually really good for just avoiding fitna in and of itself as well. Inherently, d just having the proper etiquette of a Muslim includes... Uh, uh, you know, staying away from the things that can cause fitna. So, for example, um, this is actually going back to the point of free mixing. The, the 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 etiquette of a Muslim is to be like professional. Let's say with the opposite gender, right? Right. So the thing is that you have that proper etiquette as like a Muslim, and you avoid free, you avoid like being super jokey with like let's say the opposite gender, or like like making a lot of jokes and like being very comfortable, like too comfortable, you know. This makes you avoid fitna, and this, in you know, this is inherently a characteristic of a proper Muslim. So you need to you need to have these characteristics of like these proper etiquettes as a Muslim to avoid fitna. And that's just one point that I made about free mixing. I mean, there's so many more things I can say. Like, what else can I say? Like, having the proper etiquette as a Muslim. How else? Do, how else do you think you could avoid fitna? It's really once you set yourself a mission. That's what I did in my own case, at least. Is that you're supposed to be more disciplined than the rest yeah, and true. that includes all uh, well on all levels i believe that you as a muslim you're in in a position that allows you to reach excellence in a way never seen before yeah i mean we can 
if we're going to mention uh, someone who's really well known, Khabib Nurmagomedov, what, what did um, uh, Andrew Tate say about him, for example? It, it's not a surprise that he's the best when everything he does is, well, train yeah. a lot, train a lot, train a lot. Uh, but w- when your only purpose is to satisfy your Lord, when your only purpose is to do what's right, you're not going to, well, deviate from the... And you'll get distracted by things. You're not going to get distracted. You're going to see the That's superficial value of uh, of these things. And, uh, well, we're in the age where, for example, many Muslim men are trying to seek marriage. Yeah, of course. If you're ready, go for it in halal way. And you're going to get a good result, inshallah. Uh, but once you think about it, uh, many of the relations which you may form in Syria are not going to be um, that kind of beneficial long lasting yeah. or beneficial no yeah for sure that's that's a really great point you bring up actually about discipline uh you know one of the one of the things about being a muslim is that you know we're trained to be disciplined because we we wake up in the morning super early sometimes fajr, yeah. for fajr then we go dhuhr asr maghrib isha no matter where you are you have to like let's say you're in the road walking and you have to like it's about like you have to pray right there well you find a spot and you do it Excuse me, and you you don't you don't go and bother people. Obviously, you don't like you don't like find yourself like to you don't pray in a place where it's like bothering people walking. No, no, in the middle Ob- of the road, obviously, yeah. yeah. But you you go, you have to find a place wherever you wherever you are. <clears throat> you have to you have to find a place to do it, right? And so that's like kind of like being disciplined as a Muslim, and that also really applies to school. You know, actually, this is a really great point for me to. This is like a really great place for me to mention this. Um, me, I used to like I used to not be very very practicing as a Muslim when I was like in secondary one, two, three. Before secondary four, at least, basically. And I had, like, horrible grades. I was, like, not the best. I hated school so much. Wallahi, I thought I was going to the NBA. <laughs> I swear to God. I th- I literally thought I was going to become, the, uh, like, a professional basketball player. Or, like, a professional badminton player. Or, like, every, a professional soccer every, player. Everyone at a certain, uh, certain point in their lives. Especially so. every brown guy like me. Every brown <laughs> guy goes through this phase of thinking they're, they're, like, the best athlete in the world. Or, like, they have the chance to become an athlete. Anyway, I kind of got past that. Like, anyway, for, like, you know, X, Y, Z reasons. I, I'm, I'm not that tall. So <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't do basketball. Anyway, listen. So, basically, I, I basically became, like, a little more practicing around secondary four. And then, like, I, I started, like, building that discipline as well. And that helped me so much uh, in school, also finding the right Muslim friends, that this helped me so much in school that like just becoming a better Muslim, more disciplined Muslim, having the proper etiquette as a Muslim, which is basically going back to the point I'm trying to make, having the proper etiquette and the character of a Muslim helped me a lot in school. I ended up like getting the best grades of my program at some point because because I was just like so much, I, I was so much more humble and disciplined and hardworking because because of the fact that Islam, like you know, Allah gave this to me because I was starting to follow, I was starting to follow Islam more. So basically, this is all like trying to. I'm trying to bring it back to the point I was trying to make, that when you're being more disciplined, you get distracted less from you know from things. Thus, you get less involved in fit in, in the things that are like you know related to fitna and whatnot, and you you become a better person in general, a better student and whatnot. So it's just all over, like all around. You you need to become more. Let's say. You need to become more uh, practicing. Practice, practice. Well, also what I'm trying to say is that you need to like uh, embody more that that spirit of like being a being a practicing Muslim. So and people know that you're a Muslim. Follow the example of the Sahaba and yeah, the, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know these kind of things. You need to you need to like follow these kind of things so you can be a really disciplined Muslim and avoid the fitna. That's okay. basically the point I was trying to make this whole time. Yeah. So that's basically the fourth point. I mean, once you have an objective, well, if your objective, for example, when being a Muslim, if your intention is to really uh, help the Muslim community, for example, if your objective is to go back 
for example, to the Muslim homeland and try to fix the numerous sure. problems, problems we have over there, we're certainly going to be more disciplined than the rest. Because most of people, I don't know if you can confirm that or not, are working only for money. Yeah, of course, yeah, they of course. don't care yeah. about anything else. Definitely. Yeah, so that's true. Um, well, yeah, I totally agree with that. So uh, basically, I, I, I'm going to go to the last point that, I was try- that I'm trying to make essentially here. Um, basically, the last thing that I can really say about trying to avoid fitna is that you need to... I, I, I was basically talking about this earlier, but I'll just make it as a big point right now. You need to avoid the wrong activities. So basically, earlier I was talking about, you know, you need to go into the good activities and not go into like the activities where like, you know, you go into like these fraternity kind of parties and whatnot. But I'm just going to make a big point about this. Going into those things, when you do the, when you indulge yourself in these kind of lifestyles, which happens a lot at Dawson, by the way, um, it happens a lot, unfortunately, because a lot of you know, also the students there, they're non-Muslim, whatever it, it is, it's a fact. And so basically, it's you know, it's downtown Montreal. It's really easy to get find parties everywhere. Yeah, true. So when you indulge yourself in these kind of things, it is actually really hard to get out, because a lot of people they indulge yourself themselves in these things, and then even after CDEP ends, they go to these college parties trying to fill that void that is just left in them. I'm still young. <laughs> I'm like, still oh, young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, you're out of CDEP. Get out of here. So <laughs> like they, they they go back to these college parties and like trying to fill that void. Like you you like make it a part of yourself to be so like an obsessed, like like. Uh, like, even, like I don't know. You're just trying to. You, you just become so obsessed with that hedonistic. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's true. You're becoming so obsessed with that hedonistic kind of lifestyle, and it's really hard to get out of it because you just love pleasure so much, and you're looking for happiness all the time. And something bad happens in your life, you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll go to a party and it'll fix me. So these kind of things, you know, it, it, this is a huge fitna, by the way. Going to a party, obviously, I, I think that goes without being said. It's a huge fitna. So. Just from the beginning, avoiding these things, just from the beginning, even not saying like, oh, you know what, I'll go once just to see how it is. Or, oh, I'll go and get my friend out of there. You know, like, let's say you have a Muslim friend, you're going there. That's cliche. Like, you're a Muslim and you're like, oh, I have a Muslim friend that's going to this party. I'll just go there and I'll bring them out. No, you won't. You're going to go go there and not drink. Or uh, I'll go there and just sit in the corner. I'll try to guide them. I'll try to guide them or whatever. No, you're not. (laughs) You're going to do whatever they're doing. It's for sure. So obviously, don't go to those places from the beginning. Because or else you're going to get so attached and you can't get out of it anymore. It's like a spiraling, like just like a hole of doom or you're just spiraling into like just being, uh, I don't know, you know, unsuccessful in life, basically. Yeah, it's the opposite of what we would consider high value for an individual, at least. Yeah, no matter if you're a Muslim or not, actually, um, you know, even even if we're not talking about like this from the Islamic perspective, being a high value person, I've never seen like a really, really high value person who spends like way too much because a lot of people like they were very hardworking and okay they go to parties but okay they're not muslim i can't i don't know that's just part of their values i guess they don't care about that but a lot of i've never seen like a really hard person hard working person like a really strong like minded person or like a really like high value kind of person ever going to like a lot indulging themselves a lot in these kind of activities like you you won't find them doing like so many bad things like even if they're doing some bad things and they're not Muslim, whatever, you won't see somebody who's like doing a lot of bad things, but they're a high value person. So I mean, like we we can kind of with certain celebrities, especially well, yeah, singers and whatnot. But that really reflect when you think about it, they're not really successful. They don't bring anything to society. We're of course talking about people who are actually well having a positive impact in, on society in one way or another. Yeah, I was talking more specifically about the student, the the the, the student oh, yeah, kind yeah, of students, life. Though. Yeah. For sure, you won't find a high value kind of student who's indulging themselves in a lot of bad things. 
That's mm. for sure. You, it's very rare. Uh, I mean, you won't find it. I, I, I kind of exaggerate. I mean, you won't find them a lot. That's like, they're super rare. And so e even if you do find them, do you believe that they're going to be correct, like, able later to on? balance themselves no. between the two lifestyles? No, no, of course not. No, because a anybody who has, who has like a success in whatever they're doing, they have like great lifestyles. You'll find that often. And people are now it's like, it's, you know, we're in this era of like self-help, right? Mm -hmm. We're like in the self-help kind of era. People are like trying to like find, you know, things to help their mental health and whatnot. Going to like these kind of indulging in these hedonistic kind of things, like nobody's gonna recommend that to you. Like, oh, you know what? If you're like feeling down this day, maybe like do this bad, th like do do this thing, let's say, or do that, or to you know maybe like go to this party or whatever. That that's not like a like a legitimate tip that you would give to somebody to like improve their lifestyle, right? Sure. So anyway, I'm kind of straying away from the point, but um, whether you're a Muslim or not you know, this is like super important that you don't indulge yourself too much in these kind of wrong activities because it can just, you can just spiral you into like a doom. Like if you're a Muslim, it spirals you into like becoming a worse, you know, worse and worse Muslim, you know, you're straying away from Allah and that's really bad. And if you're not Muslim, it's just ruining your life. You're just like, it is part of the Aqeedah. The more you sin, the more you're going to be, well, the more yeah. you're going to deviate from the straight path, the yeah, exactly. more your Iman is going to, exactly. to become weak. The more you do good stuff, the more you're going to be a good person. The more you're going to be disciplined. It's a simple part of the aqidah. It's not a surprise that the more you do bad stuff, the more you're going to be, well, open to doing bad stuff. And yeah. then it just spir spirals out of control completely. Definitely, yeah. And, like, uh, I guess I guess I'll just end with this. I remember when, like, I, I, I never really indulged myself in really kind of, like, any bad activities and uh, whatever. But I mm. remember I used to be... Like when I was before even secondary four, I remember when I was like in my, you know, I'll actually just say ninth grade, eighth grade for people who might not know, who might not know what secondary four or five is, whatever. Um, basically, when I was like in seventh, eighth grade ish or sixth grade or whatever, no, seventh, eighth grade, I remember I used to hang around people who were not very studious. They, they were not practicing at all, like not practicing at all. Even some of my Muslim friends that I used to hang out with, they're not practicing at all. Like, like, honestly, they were like doing some pretty bad things. And I used to be, therefore, a really horrible student and a really horrible Muslim. So the thing is that, like, when I started practicing more, when I started getting away from them, I, I realized that, like, when I, you know, this is, I'm, I'm going to mention this. When I started straying away, straying away from the fitna, right, I realized that, like, I, I started improving myself so much more. I became such a, I became such a more high value person um, up to the point where, like, you know, like, you know, let's say you're like, let's say like you're, you're like the least, okay, I'm going to, let's say you're the least smartest person in a group. And like, let's say you're trying to become more studious. Everybody's gonna make fun of you. Like, oh, what are you trying to do? Oh, you're you're not that smart, right? Yeah. That 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 happens. That happens often, and that kind of happened to me sometimes. Like, I remember I was trying to become more practicing and straying away from fitna and whatever. Um, like around the end of the years of my high school like career, and my friends used to make fun of me and be like, oh, you're you're becoming too religious, or oh, you're you're becoming a monk or whatever. You're going through. through you're going through your phase. You're going through your monk phase, <laughs> as I was telling you earlier, actually. You know. Oh, you're going through a phase of like being a monk and whatever, or you're being super religious. I'm so excited for you to leave this phase. Well, alhamdulillah, it's been four years. I haven't left the phase yet. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I'm not going back to that ever. That kind of lifestyle yeah. where like this, we're not studying, we're like doing this, like like listening to music and all of that. These kind of things. These kind of things are just like so useless. And I remember when I basically got away from this fitna, my lifestyle just improved so much. And alhamdulillah, I became a better student and whatnot. I'm sure I think the same thing kind of happened with you, probably, right? Alhamdulillah now. Um, once I left my uh, homeland and came here, I truly recognized the value of work, the value of actually defending your identity as well. And 
like we said, once you start going practicing in the proper way, yeah. once you set your intention in the right direction, not try yeah, not minor shirk, uh, yeah, as you exactly. call it, uh, really for you're doing it for the um, for the community for yeah. Allah Azza Yeah. Once you try to follow up to the model uh, that uh, Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahaba has set, uh, have set for us, then you should be the most probable person to reach excellence. Excellent. You, oh my God, you're so right. I for, totally forgot to mention this. Thank you for mentioning that. You, I, I remember like, um, see, how do I explain this? I remember I started like following uh, like the proper Islamic etiquette at some <coughs> point, I remember. And then like, um, like I started so, like reading more about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and like this kind awesome. of thing that you're supposed to do as a Muslim and whatnot. And that really improved me as well. Like I'm really happy I, I learned more about Islam at some point. Like if I didn't, like I don't know where I would be right now, honestly. But yeah, for sure. That's that's basically what I what I have to say about that. Um if you if you have any do you have any extra questions? Yes. Okay. So just advice I can give from a CDEP student to you since yeah. you're coming to my college anyway. And yeah, for people inshallah. who yeah. in the niche as well. Inshallah. Yeah, yeah. Well, my question is, and and I'm asking you this question from my experience. Many students, many Muslim students especially, are going to, that's an unfortunate case for some reason that we have, well, since all the deterioration of the Muslim homeland, for example. Okay. They consider that if you're a practicing Muslim, you shouldn't study. Or that it's a waste of time. What do you mean? For example, they will, it's rare that you will see someone who's really, really practicing, are really on the good, good path. And who's the best at the same time in academics? Oh, which uh, is, yeah, I understand. What which you is mean, yeah. weird because if you think about it, our ancestors, for example, were the most practicing. Yeah. They used to be the ones who pioneered many different domains of science: science algebra, yeah. uh, with al khwarizmi medicine, of course, surgery. Uh, experimental science was created by Ibn al-Haytham. Yes. It's a known fact as well. Yeah, the scientific so, method, right? So, exactly okay. the experimental scientific method. So, why is it so? What, what would you say to? the young students of our age uh, who especially are going to go to Sejip now. What do you say to them about this well, belief that the stigma academics shouldn't really combine with Islam? Uh, because if we think about it, a Muslim should be excellent in everything. Yeah. He's, when you're disciplined, you should have excellence in every single domain. That's a great point you bring up. I remember I used to think like, because like essentially what happened to me, like for example, I'll take my own example from this. When I was in secondary four, I remember I used to, like, I, I was starting to become a lot more practicing, right? But the best students in my class were, like, these non-Muslim women who, like, I don't know, whatever. This, this, these non-Muslims, essentially, right? Mm. And I remember I was thinking, like, oh, man, I want to be really like them. Oh, I really want to be like these like these these students in my class. They're so amazing. But then at some point, I was like, wait, they're great students, but my beliefs don't necessarily are, are not in, really in line with them. So what if I just tried following another model instead? Oh, and then I was like, oh, I should just follow the behaviors of, you know, our ancestors, of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Sahab and whatnot, you know, and these kind of things. And then I realized that, like, when you follow the Islamic model, if you really st pro properly follow it, and the meaning that you're, like, it's it's inherently part of the Muslim etiquette to be a strong, like, minded person and to be really disciplined. These kind of things actually just inherently make you a better student. So as a, as a good Muslim, it is expected for you to be at the top of, okay, well, I'm not, like, I don't mean this, like, like uh, like, don't take a take a grain of salt with this. But like what I'm what I'm about to say, but 
you should be at the top of whatever you're doing because it's expected of us. We are supposed to be the best at it. And when you're being when you're when you're following the Islamic guideline, it is literally showing you how to be the best at it because you're following those who are before you. Excuse me, those who were there before you, and they were the best at whatever they were doing. Like for example, you were mentioning the several examples of you know the scientists and whatnot of our, you know of the golden age of Islam, for example. You know these kind of people. We should follow their example. And so there is no such thing as like oh, if you're really practicing Muslim, that doesn't you know like oftentimes you'll you'll you like you will see this thing as you mentioned. We'll see this thing about like how oh you're really practicing, but like you give less attention to education because like oh you're supposed to be practicing and more care about the de- like the akhirah instead of the dunya whatever. No, you can still be a re- you actually should be a really great student if you're if you're trying to be a, a good Muslim. I mean I remember when I started like following this like the model of the Prophet Sallallahu and like the, the Sahaba and like those who came before us and Al-Khawarizmi was my favorite actually because he created like a fun fact actually Al-Khawarizmi created the book Al-Kitab Al-Jabar I think which is where algebra comes from and Al-Khawarizmi is like the Latinized algorithm algorithm yeah so anyway so basically um, just like following that kind of model made me a better student than the girls in my class who I used to like model myself after, I ended up surpassing them actually. Because after I start stopped trying to follow them specifically because they were good students only. I followed the the uh, like just like better models because they're the Muslim models that we have. So definitely there is no such thing as like, oh, if you're a good practicing Muslim, you're probably not gonna be very good at school. No, that's not necessarily that's true. That's a really bad habit. Yeah. Uh, a really bad idea that many people have and it's contradictory to everything that we have in our yeah. As we say, the seeking of knowledge is obligatory. Yeah. And we're supposed to be the best at it. We were the best at it. And we should be at We still, should be. Yeah, we should still the best be at it again. Yeah. Like, for example, I, and I'm obviously not like naming his name or anything, but like I have a, uh, in my, in my first and second year, uh, second semesters at Dawson, uh, I met this really incredible guy, uh, very practicing Muslim, you know, Allah, Allah, you know, May Allah reward him for everything he's been doing, you know. Very, like, smart guy and everything. Very humble guy, especially. He's, like, he has the very correct aqidah and everything. He's very cool, right? So, basically, this guy, he um, so humble and so helpful. He recently got accepted into the MedP program, which, by the way, only, like, a few students, like, I'm not going to name how many, but only a few students from my school got accepted into this. And I personally know one of them, and he happens to be, like, a really pious Muslim. And I'm so proud of him. Like, it just shows that, like, as, as Muslims, like, we have such high, like, uh, we have such great, uh, we can achieve so much great things if you prop- if you follow properly the correct etiquettes of Islam, right? And, like, myself, and obviously I'm not trying to boast or anything, but, like, I remember in secondary five, I won, like, the best, I won the prize for, like, the best, pri- like, grade in chemistry from, like, my program or something. And, like, I was just thinking... Like Alhamdulillah, you know this is from Allah, and like I gotta be, I, I'm, I want to be completely humble about this. But at the same time, I'm really proud of showing that a Muslim can do this, like a practicing exactly. Muslim yes. can do this. And like because there weren't many other practicing Muslims in my school, and I was so, I was so happy, Alhamdulillah, that I'm like, I'm an ambassador for Islam right yeah, now. You can consider it as a way, as the, the prize as a way, as a type of reward for your community for them. Yeah, it means that you produced the best uh, in this domain. At least, and it is logical once we look at our ancestors and everything. It's 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 saddening to see that we aren't reaching the same levels of excellence as before. And when talking about MedP, just so you know, MedP is really really Super hard, hard to, to get, get into. into. So it, difficult. It is my goal, inshallah, to get Me into too. MedP. Inshallah. Inshallah. And you, you still have one year to, to. I still have one year. Actually, one semester. I have two but. years. Uh, MedP is really hard to get into. It's the Super McGill hard. Medical 
like medical program into the preparatory It's kind of like an program. advanced program essentially to get into med- medicine like earlier. Into, yeah. But it is the most competitive thing ever in Canada. Oh, yeah, it's even no no it's in canada really yes 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 it's no it's, it's more <laughs> difficult to get into mcgill might be than to get into toronto for example really okay wow yeah. no mcgill is it's top 20 in medicine the world actually in the world yeah, yeah. so mcgill is mid p is top level it, it, you need to be the elite the, the creme de la creme yeah exactly to, to go I into like mid p inshallah yeah. and inshallah we, inshallah we're, we're, we're gonna try, try that you know inshallah. we'll try to sort ourselves in inshallah yeah. And like, um, you know, I'm sure when you're going to come to Dawson, you're going to find like a great Muslim community. You're already actually involved, which is really Alhamdulillah. great. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> you're actually like, you're already part of the men's committee and everything and, and whatnot. So it's really great. You're already involved. And I'm really happy that you are because you're going to, you're already like going to be interacting with the Muslims, like in our, in our circle. And you're going to have a great, you know, let me just mention this. I love the, another reason I love Dawson so much because not only are, is like the Muslim group that we have, like the Muslim brotherhood that we have is really great. Like in terms of like belief and like we like support each other Islamically, we support each other academically a lot as well. Meaning like a lot of our students are at the top level. I have this, uh, there's this brother, I'm not gonna mention his name, his name again, but uh, he has like a 37 Qatar, which I mean, if you guys know like what a Qatar, know what a Qatar kind of, yeah, like, you know, Allahumma barik to him. Now, if you guys kind of know what like how the Qatar works, 37 is like top level, right? And so like, I know a lot of actually a lot of the a lot of the Muslims I know have like above 36, 37 Qatars, and, and I'm trying to, I'm not trying to like like put a value on them based on their Qatar, but I'm just trying to say that look, we have the the it's Muslim correlated. community. Yeah, it's there's a correlation. You'll see often the Muslim students who are very serious about Islam uh, often end up you know doing really great uh, in academics as well, and we have a really great circle for that. So I'm sure you're gonna do amazing. You you do produce math content as well. I know that. Yeah, you're very so I do produce math channel. content as well. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Math Ryan. It's literally M A T H like math, and then my name. So basically, uh, I do produce some content. I'm gonna, I'm hoping to produce more, inshallah. But sure. uh, you know, actually, it's really great to mention this. Like, I think we should maybe finish with one of these points. But but the thing is that um, like I became really interested in math as I was becoming more practicing as well in Islam because because like I started becoming interested in sciences, and math just happened to be that part of science where I was like, whoa, subhanallah, there's like so many crazy things in this. I'm just gonna say one small thing because about math because maybe a lot of people they're not very keen on math like they don't like math a lot. I'm just gonna mention one small thing about math. There's this equation in math in mathematics called Euler's identity, and when I saw this, it was like another proof of like wow. It's like there's no way you could like believe that like it, this just came out of nowhere. Basically, the Euler's identity uses some of the most important. It's like a, it's an equation that somehow holds like the most important constants in like math ever somehow it just all fits into one equation and it's just so beautiful how it, it's e to the e to the e raised to the i pi minus one is equal to zero this equation holds the most important constants you'll ever find in mathematics in one equation and some 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 people who even found this equation even like back in the day when they like started seeing this equation it was like enough evidence of them for the existence of god actually because of how beautiful the equation was and for me i was like i was like wow this subhanallah this is like it's another proof for me. <laughs> it, 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 does it have a relation as well uh, when talking about beauty in mathematics? You know the golden ratio, for example? Of course I yeah, do. The... God. Okay, anyway, I'm not going to go. Well, that's not going to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I could explain it, but I'm probably not going to explain it right now. But yeah, it's yeah. It, there's so many things in mathematics that just made me like say so many so many subhanAllah moments. And it it is really the, the beauty of sciences. The, yeah. the mesmerizing effect it has on you. Yeah. Just this domain which you can discover. 
if you're doing it in the good intention, yeah, you are going to get hasanat from it. Yeah, because you are trying to discover what Allah has created. Yeah, and it is truly what we are supposed to do. Yeah. If you look at your ancestors, they did that. They pioneered it. They were the best at it. Yeah, and I believe that we all should be at the same level. And um, one of the most honorable fields, kind of where you can find them, like that you can find in sciences, is medicine. Medicine, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> because you're better. You're, you're, you're like it's a, it's such the super the superpower of no understanding the human body, and just being able to understand why people are suffering and help them with that. It, isn't there like something about like if you save one person is like as if you saved all of humanity, right? That kind of thing. This is like there's like so much value in becoming in becoming a physician or a doctor or some somebody that that helps with health, whether it be physical or mental health or whatever. It's like such an, a high value thing, not because you get a lot of respect in society, which you inevitably might, or like you might get a lot of money or whatever, but you are helping people understand why they're suffering, helping them under helping them cure their suffering in some ways. And understanding the human body, if you're like becoming a physician or a surgeon or whatever, this is like the best career in my mind. It's truly one of the most, well, the most uh, sublime levels of science, of knowledge. It's almost Even like, yeah. Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmahullah, Sheikh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, has said the most, well, knowledgeable people in all of society, engineers and... Um, doctors. Doctors. And Which I, is uh, yeah. like, w- w- how many years ago? 700, 800 years yeah. ago? Yeah, and Ibn it Taymiyyah? is still true today, yeah. And like I, I don't know who exactly who it was who said this, but like something about like, like the moral obligate the obligation of like in in our community to have at least some people who go into medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great thing because I actually really appreciate. I actually really want to go into medicine, and so I can contribute to that kind of obligation, right? So I'm really happy I could do that. And you want you want to really go into medicine too? We can we can. We're kind of- very passionate about medicine. My guilt, take note. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. That's basically yeah. That anyway. So kind of concluding what we were talking about today. Um, there's a lot of things that can cause fitna for students and whatnot. But the thing is that, um, you know, when you're uh, when you're trying to, like, avoid these kind of things as a Muslim, you really need to make sure that I'm just going to do kind of a, a small recap of everything I said. You To avoid the fitna of college, you really need to make sure that you correct, connect with the right social, you know, groups, that you do the right activities, that you kind of do something about that free mixing situation. That you 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 understand the proper etiquette, the characters of a Muslim, and you be the you be a proper ambassador for, of Islam for the non-Muslims around you, or whatever. And number five, that you that you that you stay away from the bad activities, so you don't indulge in them. And like I mean, you don't indulge in them so that you don't like fall into like some deep hole of like doom. So those are like the five things that you should do to avoid the fitna. Inshallah, may Allah help us all succeed. I mean, and Inshallah we'll get it guys. Inshallah, Inshallah, yeah. Well, that was it, my brothers. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.